1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. High five casino. Social casino fun
2: with real prizes and big Vegas hits. Have you had your high five moment today? Hey there, I'm Bob. Before High Five Casino, my high fives were more like low threes. But after my high five moment, boom! High fives all around. That's the spirit. High Five Casino is turning every moment into a high five moment. Visit h5c.fun. That's h the number five c dot
1: F-U-N, And start spinning and winning today. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsible Terms and conditions apply. website for details.
0: This is not a joke. This is serious.
2: One pupil at a state secondary school in Wales said so a fellow pupil feels very discriminated against if you do not refer to them as cat self. Telegraph discovered that a pupil at one high school is insisting on being addressed as a dinosaur, uh, another as a
1: horse. You've probably heard this story. There's, There's a, a teacher act. Wouldn't set a saucer of milk down for a child, you see? Sacks, it's ridiculous.
2: I, I child identifies as a cat, so it does.
1: Goes to the toilet and a letterbox... In the classroom, like, it's it's true. true. It's a school in Lisburn. It's a school in Kildare. It's a school in Dundalk. My mates, cousins, childs in the same year. It's true. It's true. true. That's a tall tale that keeps coming around. Now, journalists do look into it, but somehow we can never track down the school. We can't find that teacher, and there's no sign of the family anywhere. That's because it's not true.
0: I hope he's okay. And I think it was a fake report.
1: It's an urban myth. Fake news. A false story spread to create rage.
0: Facebook now under fire. Critics say it allowed fake news to spread on the platform, potentially reaching millions of people. But Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg says deciding what's allowed to be shared or not is not his job.
1: Where do these stories come from? Why are they spread? And do people realise what they're spreading is nonsense?
0: You did yes, not answer did. the question of why the president asked the White House press secretary to come out in front of the podium and utter a falsehood. Don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. What it, it, You're saying it's a falsehood, and they're giving Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts to that. But the point remains... Wait a minute. Alternative facts?
1: I'm joined by our technology reporter, Curtis Reed, who's here to give us the facts, Or is it that he's here to give the mainstream media take at the behest of his masters in order to hide the truth? Well, that's your decision. Right, Curtis, the cat litter story. Yes. You've heard it. I have. We all have heard it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How long has this been going about, this cat litter story?
2: It's been going about, so the the first reports are, are late 2020 or early 2021. Um, It actually has its origins in Canada Um, before it, it made its way through the United States and then it was quite prominent in Scotland for a little bit and now it's made its way to, to our lovely shores as well where we're hearing uh, these reports of uh, school children who allegedly identify as cats.
1: Now, let's be clear, we're not, we're not just acting stupid for the sake of acting stupid. We realise there's another agenda here and this is about uh, self-identification and this is related to what people would describe as, as as gender issues, gender politics and all of these things and that, that there's, there's a mockery here. We understand that as I always say that's a whole other podcast what we're really talking to hear about is fake news now I mean I've heard this story I've seen angry men saying it is true it is true but the place always changes we've seen we've seen people saying yes it's all over England so maybe there's millions of children identifying cats or maybe it's not true You, you said it originated in Canada is there any truth to this at all. I mean, with
2: something like this and something so so large, you know and and something that's so very clearly got out of hand in terms of the reporting, it's not actually clear whether or not there was any initial truth to it. Now, a lot of people have speculated that it maybe could have involved a young child or a, you know a teenager who may have identified as what they call a furry. So uh, a furry is as a subculture of people who who like to dress as anthropomorphic uh, animal characters. Uh, so that's animals that display human characteristics. Um, they're able to talk and think. Now, I will point out that there is a sexual element to to furries, but there is also another side of the subculture which involves simply people who enjoy dressing up as animals um, uh, as a form of cosplay, a, a sort of thing. You'll see at the likes of Comic Con conventions and such. So, there, people
1: dress up as aliens.
2: Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, and, and and that's before we even start on Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cats was the first uh, sort of uh, thing that kicked this all off. But yeah, so there, there, there was some small uh, speculation that it maybe could have uh, started off as a, as a young person maybe discussing, uh, you know, dressing up as a cat and, and it simply got out of hand. Um, now... It's important to remember with something like this, it does, like you said, have, have elements to, you know, gender identification and things, you know, that there's been things that have brought into this story about pronouns and, and respecting, you know, children identifying as as one thing. Um, but this story has just got so out of hand and, and spread like wildfire that it was almost turned into that um, rather than originating as
1: that. But this has been going since 2020. How can grown men passionately argue with other grown men that this is true, that their second cousin's brothers, once removed, a half-sister, heard about this. And, you know, how can they, without knowing which school... W- is it, why do people believe this? Why do people continue to spread this? You know, that's, that's what I find interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, this has been going on for years. I mean, I remember in, when I was in school, you used to hear rumours of other schools and, you know, oh, this people had done this or this student had done that. I mean, it's, it's not a new thing, except for now we live in a world where social media, where it can spread, not two towns over, but it can spread to Australia if it wants to, as long as you write uh, a virally worded uh, status on the likes of Facebook or, or Twitter. People read this they believe it they take it at face value it, you know and it, it depends on the source of where they're getting their information from and you know it's, it's important to remember this, this cat story you know it wasn't a post on the likes of Reddit it, it wasn't you know appearing on websites like 4chan and, and you know maybe was discussed in the shadows of the internet this was a story that was reported in the Daily Telegraph the Daily Mail it, you know it received news coverage on, on outlets like GB News they said that children in high schools are being allowed to self identity as cats Horses, dinosaurs,
0: even a moon—not the moon, a moon—and they're deadly serious about this. This is not a joke. This is serious.
2: You know, it—it it was discussed in you know mainstream outlets, and and it you know it wasn't reported in every way. Uh, it wasn't reported in the same way in in every uh, outlet, but it was something that did enter the mainstream, and and it sort of just you know became this zeitgeist bubble where people
1: were talking about it, and. Obviously there's that bite. There's the whole issue of self-identification and gender there. So, so we do understand that. And although the story is fundamentally ridiculous, yeah. uh, the people who spread it do seem to want to believe it. You know, people can get very passionate that it is true. And that it seems to be—is it? I mean, is it? Um, is—is this a vessel for people to get a point across, or what? What? Look, wait, I'm just trying to—I mean, you're not a psychologist, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm just trying to get into people's minds here, look, look what they're at, and I'm—we see them ourselves on Facebook on Twitter yeah. every day like what is going on here I mean when you look
2: at it when it when it appeared in the United States it was used by Republican Congress uh, people you know who who then you know were able to use the story and use it as an example of look what's happening in schools it, it's just sort of a, an exaggerated news story of of something that actually didn't happen was a myth was a hoax and It was used inappropriately to enact other policy or or legislation that they wanted to see happen in schools when it came to issues around things like gender identification and, and teaching in schools.
0: They think they're a cat. A cat. They put tails on and they demand that they have a litter box in
2: the school.
1: Obviously it's very disruptive to the learning process. And now
2: into Republican stump speeches. At least 20 Conservative candidates and elected officials made these claims this year about schools placing litter boxes on campus. I mean, I'm not sure, you know, the reasoning behind using a story where, you know, it involves a a child who was allegedly served a saucer of milk at break time. And and, the teacher
1: sacked. No, let's not forget the teacher was sacked. The teacher was sacked, That's That's the shocking part. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I, I truly, you know, I encourage listeners to actually go and, and read the story because it is, it is quite something. Um, and it really did spread like, like absolute wildfire.
0: Can you give us a question? Can I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You stay, can you stay of You are fake news. Can I ask you a question? No, no not CNN news. CNN is fake news. I'd like to welcome the fake news media, which is back there. <laughs>
1: that we record when we deal with reporters it's called fake news. Thank you for telling me that.
0: See there's a typical fake news deal. Thank you very much. You will never make it. Go ahead.
1: Can you define fake news? We talk about fake news and people are, are, are often sent me a story or something to say. Is this fake news or is this real? And for me it's obvious it's fake news, but for for many people it's you know it's, it's that's just not case. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the term firstly, you know, was popularised by a uh, former President Trump uh, who had a very, you know, often habit of saying fake news after hearing something that he didn't like. Uh, it then entered our um, popular culture where it's now used to refer to uh, misleading information, which has been presented as news, um, but ultimately has an aim of, of damaging the reputation of a person or or an entity.
1: That's very interesting. I, in my journalistic career have come across much fake news it's not the new thing perhaps that we think it is yeah. and certainly when i was working as a local reporter people would come up to me in the street and tell me a porky and i've always wondered why did they not expect me to go and check this out but there was always a reason for that and that was to damage someone for example um many of these issues would uh be related to migration or race, etc. So I remember investigating a story in the Newry area, I'll say it right out, and uh, there was uh, a, an allegation made and spread by wildfire on Facebook that a local school was discriminating against children born to parents who were born in the area. And I, I mean I checked that out with the school. The school were up very angry, very, very angry with me. They wanted names of the accusers. Um but for other people, you know, this was all part of a cover up. You know what I mean? That these things were obvious, that the media were just not covering the crimes uh caused, you know, committed by migrants. And we got the police in and we said, like, I mean, are migrants more likely to uh commit crimes in Uri than in other places? No. Uh, and all of these things so we did always go and check them out but we were always you know if people were confronted by the facts to say that the fake news wasn't true. It, it just made no difference to them.
2: Yeah and I mean you always hear it, you know when people are saying oh you know why isn't the you know mainstream media uh, reporting on this and, you, and you'll happily point to legitimate reporting of said thing that they claim is not being reported on and they're still not happy. You know they, they claim it's been distorted or that it's biased. I mean you know people I think that whenever that term sort of entered our zeitgeist which is that you know you can't believe mainstream media it just made every single person who consumes that kind type of content, doubt absolutely everything that they read um, from legitimate uh, media sources. Uh, So once it's, you know, once you, once it's in someone's head that, you know, you shouldn't believe what the media tells you, that means that they doubt absolutely everything. And depending on the individual person, that can grow and grow and grow. And it just becomes the point where they're more likely to believe things that they read on Facebook or things that are sent to them in WhatsApp or such exaggerated theories as well where it doesn't stop. I mean, you, you, you see some of these things, these these conspiracy theories, and you think surely there's nobody out there that genuinely believes that pigeons are powered by robots. I mean, you know, you, but that is, that's an example of something that people legitimately
1: believe. Supposedly sensible people from a scientific background said to me at the start of COVID, do you think it's to do with the 5G? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an interesting point, sir. I mean, what some people are saying, listen to this: said you are mainstream media, you are MSN, yeah. you are fake news, <laughs> and of course you're saying that. Uh, and I mean, this goes into so many things about about our profession. Mm-hmm. I mean, people do ask me, like, how do you know what to read? Do you get this email from the bourgeoisie every morning, or from the from the Illuminati, or from whatever control? I mean, they've. I think that it's very interesting that our profession is one which um, everyone has a strong opinion on, and everyone thinks they can do it better than us, mm-hmm. and yet from my point of view none of these people have ever seen the inside of a newsroom
2: listen i always say that you know if i had some overlord master who was telling me what to write on a daily basis it, was, it would make my day a lot more easier i mean you'd be able to schedule a lot better so it would be it would be really great um yeah i think you know it it, it also on the other side you know People are right to question the press. People are right to question uh, the information that they are receiving. They're right to question the sources. Um, you know, I think sometimes people can create the, uh, you know, the impression in their head that the media is untouchable, journalists are untouchable. You know, you should believe absolutely everything that they say. And people have a right to question the information that they are being given, of course. Um, but people do need to understand that, you know. Journalism at its core and, you know, at ethically anyway, is, is fact-based, it's sourced and it's information that, you know, we believe in our profession that is the interest to the public.
1: Well, we, I suppose, all have been educated with the, I suppose, now cliche, you're entitled to your own opinions, but not your own facts. Exactly, yeah. But what some people said to me then, you know, uh, would be arguing, especially over human rights issues. It used to be, I think that uh, many people, uh, you know, the human rights issues would have been connected with the, the left, for example. But I mean, things are very much changed now. So, I mean, I've, I, I have people, particularly from the political left, contacting me about stuff said uh, about like human rights issues and, and uh, they don't believe me. You know what I mean? And I said, well, it's Human Rights Watch, you know, Amnesty International, the UN. No, no, can you prove it? Do you know what I mean? No, I don't, I don't believe any of this. And I, I, I kind of get the impression is, is that what some person said to me says, well, I have ideology. I have an ideology so you can quote all the facts you want but I mean and and I think it is fair enough I suppose that journalists perhaps are quite liberal we do believe our profession is founded and it should be founded on the whole idea of facts and evidence but I wonder is that become old-fashioned? Is, is evidence itself a very liberal concept and people just don't believe in evidence?
2: You know, I think, you know, obviously, and, you know, this is not a groundbreaking point, but this all changed when social media, you know, came about. You know, it, it turned, it made journalism so accessible to anybody. And I don't mean that as in, you know, a wealth of news sources. It obviously did that as well. But I mean, as in anyone can become a journalist, anyone can claim to be reporting the news simply with a platform that they have in their house. And you know, social media platforms such as TikTok has made that even more easier because now you can produce an entire news report uh, and broadcast it from your bedroom on your phone and it can be filled with any information that you want it to be and any agenda that you want to get across. And, you know, that's that's the difference when it comes to, you know, 40 years ago, whenever people used to pick up a newspaper and, Obviously, people had you know, you know, diverse uh, options. Then you know, you could pick up a right-leaning newspaper or a left-leaning newspaper, depending on you know what you and that, wanted to and that's
1: read. The, and that's the center of gravity that, a, that that a paper would have. Yeah, I mean, they should all reflect basic reporting values. But there's a center of gravity. There's a there's a there's there's an understanding of what your base truths are, and, yeah. and this is the context in which this 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 writing happens, and the whole idea that there would be a range of 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 of, of platforms.
2: Yeah, but ten newspapers, which you know displayed all different things, you know, with with a slight agenda, you know, as some may claim, so turned into you know. 50 million websites where people can now seek out anything that they want you know if, if they believe something about a particular topic that's reported in the news and they want their opinions and their beliefs reaffirmed you will find that online you will find that on social media you will find literally anything you want that will back up your claims or your own opinions and beliefs Um, and people are making money off this as well this is this is you know what we're you know we're talking about you know fake news is extremely profitable and that is either in... Your basic forms of media uh, advertising, where you know certain fake news websites that know that they're going to get a lot of hits can just run their basic advertising. Obviously, that leads into questions about the the actual advertisers and the contracts that they have. You know whether or not they're advertising on on websites that could be pushing harmful information. And then you have things like uh, crowdfunding. You know if if you have built up a, a large platform on you know a website like TikTok, um, and people are enjoying what you're what you're saying and they're believing what you're saying, and you know you do the all, oh I you know, to keep funding my my, you know, ambition. To, to, you know, take over the mainstream media, then you should donate here. And then people can crowdfund. And if you have, you know, 200,000 followers and they each donate a pound, I mean, you, you're making a lot of money very, very quickly. So, you know... <laughs> you're creating the impression that we're
1: definitely in the wrong game here, Yeah, Curtis.
2: so this, this is what the problem is. Well, you know, when it comes to media, I mean, nobody gets into media to make money, but, you know, it could also be, you know, discussed of whether or not fake news is actually a form of media or if it's just, you know... Harmful a form of
1: entertainment. Yeah. Uh, before I move on from the profitability, is is Elon Musk making money out of tr- uh, out of the the <laughs> artist formerly known as Twitter uh, from X? Uh, I don't think he's making money. Uh, I
2: think Twitter's in a bit of a, a bad spot at the minute in terms of making money on its actual its actual worth. Uh, it is getting a lot of criticism at the minute for being uh, one of the worst social media websites in terms of rating for hosting fake news, uh, and that came about whenever uh, whenever Elon Musk took over, he allowed a lot of people who were previously banned from the platform back on uh, and they were previously banned for either spreading harmful or, or misleading information uh, and now that that is has said to increase mm. mm. on the website however people will have noticed on Twitter that the community notes feature is now very very prominent if people don't know what that is that's a little checkbox that will appear under something that is either harmful or misleading now, It doesn't appear for everything very clearly um, but people will notice that that has really ramped up um, and uh, but there's arguments to be made whether or not uh, fact-checking or community notes are only placed on things that uh, fits their, their new owner's agenda.
1: And the agenda, I do wonder why people create fake news. I mean, it, because it, it, in a sense, you're only really, I don't know, you're, you're buying time for yourself. Because I know I've investigated fake news stories myself and it maybe took me a couple of days, but at the end of the day, I could get back to someone and say, uh, look, that's not true. I, I went up there, you know, and there was no illegal dump. You know what I mean. So I don't know what agenda, but you had. But you know, I, I've I've tramped around that and I have found nothing. I mean, I I saw a tweet there in the last couple of days from a person whose real name, who claims to be a journalist, and with a blue tick, with apparent video footage of the Ukrainian army in on mass surrendering. And that was the that was the t- that was the uh, Twitter that was the tweet. The Ukrainian army has started to r- surrender on mass. Zelensky and his criminal government have fled. And I just wonder. It's not true. Uh, And I just wonder, I mean, there's no Ukrainian soldier reading that tweet. So why bother?
2: I mean, a recent uh, development to to Twitter, which is now known as X, is that you're allowed to monetize your content. So posting something like that in the hopes of hitting viral uh, video views could earn you money. So, uh, you know, there's something, you know, there's there's always that reason, uh, you know, for posting something so, you know, ridiculous and and very clearly not true. I mean, I don't think that should the Ukrainian uh, war end, I don't think it's going to be broken by a random tweet on on Twitter. So, uh, you just, I think it's people who, you know, either want to put their own agenda out or it's people who maybe want to get attention simply, you know, if that video were to get tons of likes or lots of retweets. I mean, that's that's certainly something, uh, you know, in terms of a reasoning to put that out there. And then, you know, quite simply, like I mentioned before, it could be just to make a lot of money
1: by monetizing it. The difficulties of our industry are, are well known and many people will celebrate the, the death of the MSN uh, or MSM, sorry and uh, that, you know, papers are declining and we have to find new ways of making money from online content and obviously podcasts. But this is the thing. If journalism isn't profitable and bullshit is, then that brings not only our industry but the world to a whole new place because is profit not the ultimate truth? I mean,
2: that's certainly quite the the question when it comes to it. You know, I think... If, if fake news continues in the way it is and people, you know, ultimately turn to preferring it to actual sourced and, and hard, you know, worked uh, media reports, which, which journalists have, you know, spent ages trying to to hold power to account and, you know, re- reflect things which are important to people. I mean, that's, that's a larger question in terms of humanity, but ultimately I think people just need to take everything with a with a grain of salt when you see it online and when you see it on social media stuff like that um you know it's 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 so widespread now that you know you you just sort of need to question whether or not the the video that you're being sent on WhatsApp is actually true and whether or not that's actually came from a reputable source journalists are literally paid to find out whether or not it has came from a reputable source so
1: there are so many stories which we could mention, and so many viral videos, uh, which we could mention. And they all seem to have, um, you know, uh, uh, a reason behind it. Most of them seem quite dark in a way. I mean, I remember one, it's off the the viral uh, video of the rats. And it's a Chinese restaurant that's that's been accused of this. And again, the Chinese restaurant moves, moves just in front of you. You chase it down. Is it in Newry? Is it in San Francisco? Is it in Munich or maybe it wasn't a Chinese restaurant at all?
2: Yeah, I mean, the amount of times I think I've been shown or, or sent a video on WhatsApp that that shows something and it's like, yeah, you know, this happened in Belfast earlier and it's like, well, you know, if, if it happened in Belfast earlier, you know, why is this Seattle Space Needle in the background? I mean, it's, you know, stuff like that. You just need to look at certain things that you're being sent, you know. Question. You know, just look at what you're being sent. Look at the information that's being, you know, and, and, and just maybe, you know, consider that there may be an agenda behind it.
1: I think what we're saying is question what we're saying is, of course, question everything we're doing here, but question what you're sent on Facebook, on WhatsApp, and on Twitter, et cetera. Yeah. Of course. And I think, obviously, I mean, I don't want to sound preachy here, but people should engage their brain and say, like, does this feed into my... uh prejudices. Like I, there was one I saw the other day to say like, you know, a, a migrant had murdered someone in the Republic of Ireland and it was being covered over uh, by the, the guards and the, and the press because obviously this migrant was just simply going to be released because migrants aren't under the criminal law. That's, that was genuinely believed. Mm-hmm. And yet the same account sh- would show, you know, every time a migrant is in court for something. So it's one or the other. Yeah, But people seem to just churn these things.
2: I think, yeah, like you said there, I think people see one small little thing and they either add to it and by the time it reaches you, it's probably been added, you know, 60 times with with you know false information that's made made the story even more salacious you know to go back to the very story that we that we talked about here uh, you know in terms of the the children identifying as cats that could have started off as a very basic comment in a school about somebody who referred to themselves about dressing up as a cat and it eventually became children are being served saucers of milk at lunchtime by teachers who are refusing to do so and then they're being sacked. I mean, th- this, you can see how something like this progresses into, you know, rumour, a little, you know, some weird information, and then it just becomes um, salacious
1: nonsense. I just wonder, will fact ever be quick enough to keep up with the fake? I, I, I'm, I'm quite unhopeful. Yeah, well,
2: I think there's the, there's the journalism cliche where it's, you know, a journalist is told that it's raining. It's, it's not their job to, to write that it's raining. It's
1: their job to stick their head out the window and see if it is. And on that philosophical <laughs> note, Curtis Reid, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Karen. This episode of The Bell Tell was produced by myself, Kieran Dunbar. The sound design was by Graham Davidson. The researcher was Olivia Peden. The clips you heard were from Fox, CNN, NBC, and The Guardian.